Hello, I'm Hannah. And I'm Rachel. And this is the Before and After podcast, where we discuss all things related to training, mindset, health, wellness, nutrition, and body image. Whether it's talking from personal experience and sharing stories from our own journeys, or reviewing the latest trends from the health and fitness world, our goal is to provide you with fascinating insights and helpful information to help you reach your own goals. Between us, we have years of training and coaching experience to draw on. And as Masters athletes, we know a thing or two about the highs and lows of working towards being the best version of yourself, both in and out of the gym. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share so we can expand our audience and keep the conversations flowing. Happy listening. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean to start this one laughing, (laughs) but here we are. Um, Always good to start on a happy note. Season three, episode three, and yes, we are late. Whoops. Again. Um, (laughs) Whoops. Just prior to kicking this season off, we sat down and we calendared um and mapped everything out and planned it all to perfection and had like multiple episodes in advance and we were really proud of ourselves and we're already we've already failed we had plans to be three episodes ahead and knowing that i was going to be out of town for much of october but but this is a good thing right because today we wanted to talk about the effect of like stress and injury and just you know, not optimal training conditions and what that has on your ability to perform mm-hmm. and like in how, life and in, at the gym. <laughs> yeah. And how you feel about yourself and all the rest of it. And, you know, when things go a bit of a left turn at the traffic lights or unexpected things come up or when you're like me, where you're like, oh, yeah, I can totally handle all of these things and juggle all of these things. And then you're in the moment and you're like, oh, that's way harder than I thought. Um so, yeah, this is basically a, a good example of even with the best intentions, right. sometimes things get on top of you and don't quite play out how you want it to. It's almost like we could have planned it this way to, to <laughs> right? be late and, and make a point. But where do, do you know where that phrase comes from? Left turn at the traffic light. Uh, I don't, but I heard it said once and it's like stuck in my head. Yeah, but it's kind of strange, right? I mean, sometimes you need to turn left. So maybe wh- why it's would like turning a- left mean like an unexpected turn of events uh maybe it's an american (laughs) thing or you know you can turn right at a light and that's nice and smooth left you might have to stop and got it just wait for other traffic i don't know right because in the uk a left turn on a traffic light would be a right turn. i know where i heard it i heard it um from eddie azad who is a british comedian but he was speaking to an american audience oh interesting because in england you cannot turn on any red light left or right. right. If you obviously no... you turn red on a right in England, you'd crash. Right. But because that's a, like a left turn here, that would be very I, dangerous. I'm guessing his point was that like you can't just smoothly turn left at lights. You know, you can't do that. You have to wait. Okay. I don't know though. <laughs> Eddie Izzard, if you happen to you know, be listening, that'd be, well, let me know. I would, I would love that. I'd love to know who our celebrity listeners are out there. Um, There's many, many, many. I'm sure. Um, Absolutely. We are actually closing in on ten thousand downloads, though. So yeah. A little milestone. So keep, keep listening, people, because <laughs> that gives us a, an excuse for a bottle of champagne. Not that we really ever need that, but you know, a bottle of better champagne. Maybe. Better champagne. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no more Corbell. We'll, we'll splurge the verb. We'll splurge on something. Um. Okay. So last episode, we told you all about our. 
being masters champions. Of oh success. right, we were champions last time. That's you know, true. Achieving first in a competitive environment and all sorts of stuff, and you know just how awesome it is to be around older people, still discovering yeah, still new things awesome. and being epic and just a great vibe. Um, and then since then, we did another competition. Um, but different format this time was not in person it was online we had to record everything and set everything up and we had a window 10 days week it was about 10 days i think 10 day like window thursday through a sunday the following 10 day sunday. window to complete five workouts which is an interesting sort of a concept because obviously if you're doing an in-person competition you have one shot you yeah. show up you have one shot and then it's done. Doing it all in one day, like most often. Sometimes when you days, have but. the opportunity to repeat it a lot, it's like, it's a totally different kind of vibe. I've, I learned from this one. Well, I didn't really learn. I knew it. But it confirmed from this one that I repeated a couple of the workouts, three of the workouts. And in every single case, I was pretty much exactly the same or slightly better the first time around. Um, I know I'm a one and done person. Yeah. And a- with that knowledge, <laughs> like repeating stuff that when you've kind of sent it as hard as you can um, in that very same week, it's hard to do unless oh, yeah. you screwed up. Like it's hard to recover from. That's what I noticed that even when my body felt good, when I went back in and repeated those same movements, I could feel just like, oh shit. Yeah. I, I just did this. Repeating workouts and stuff. Cause you always see, I mean, during the open is generally when um since everyone in the world who does crossfit is doing the same workouts you get to see a lot more people posting online about what they're doing and all the elite athletes are doing the same workouts that you've done and so um i i don't i there's probably very very few elite level athletes who do a one and done right so we're always seeing people repeat things and oh they're getting better and so it, it does i definitely have that idea that oh yeah you should definitely repeat workouts um I absolutely hate doing it though. Like I do not like, I want to be one and done, but I actually usually know that I could probably do better because there were like actual mistakes or reasons to I believe mean, if, I would be faster. If, if I, did I had again. made any mistakes then, or like just really screwed up or whatever, yeah. then I, I for sure could beat myself. But I was also working with a shoulder injury. So by repeating things, I made it the injury worse yeah and it was kind of silly of me to ever think that you know if I could go recover magically in 24 48 hours and go back in without the pain Mm -hmm. then sure I could probably beat myself but that's just me being ding dong so do you think I mean do you think the Wadapalooza workouts was that like was it the pain that made you do the same or slightly worse when you redid them do you think or or do you really think that confirmed, like, one and done, this is consistent across other competitions and opens and stuff like that as well? I think partly, I mean, there was one workout with, like, um, snatches and handstand push-ups and burpees over the bar. And, like, feeling good, like, being 100% healthy could definitely do a lot better at that. Because um, every single handstand push-up was brutal. Yeah. And then throwing 85 pounds over your head in a snatch didn't really feel great and then you've got to push up off the floor every time with a burpee so I think you know just little minute speed up little bits here and there it could do it could do a lot better but I think 
it's like it's it's a weird thing, right? Because we've we've talked a lot about how like I don't mind hurting. Yeah. We like, have. <laughs> we've talked about that a lot. But like unless I found a workout just like so much fun, I am unlikely in a short space of time to be able to go back in to that like particular pain cave and be like, Yeah, I wanna repeat that again. Um because psychologically, you know, you're you're when whenever you work out really hard, like generally you're not capable of sort of logical analytical analytical thought in the middle of a workout. You're just right. like head down, move. You're in like survival mode and, or fight or flight or something. Most you of know, the time. unless you have a judge who is super on top of things, like that. When I repeated the snatchy workout, um, I kept kind of glancing at the clock, trying to figure out where am I and how much do I have left, and mm-hmm. is that you know mathematically feasible that at this pace I can beat myself. And if there'd been like, you know, when you're judging for somebody, it's really stressful. Like you're not thinking about anything else apart from just counting reps. Yeah. But if there'd been somebody else who had like the capacity to go, you should stop because right. I don't think you're going to be able to beat yourself. Or I if you had saved a lot of reps. Enough knowledge of the first. Like this is, I, this comes up a fair bit in like open workouts where um, like, let's say the, the one that we did last year that was like 60 calories on the rower, then 50 of something, then 40 of something, then 30 of something. It was like a countdown. And I, that's a great example of a workout where like, unless you have someone counting for you the first time that's actually writing down, like at what time did you finish the 60 reps? And then what time when you finished the 50? So you could actually break down time domain. Mm-hmm. There's like, you have to get a lot of data to know if you're going to be able to beat yourself again. Cause you're right. No one would want to go in to repeat that workout and if already the 60 calories on the rower took you 30 more seconds than the first time you did it, you should just quit, right? Like just stop at the end at that point. Um, so my- yeah, it's true. With those Wadapalooza workouts, we just didn't, we didn't document enough of our first attempts to really know strategically how to do the second attempt. That's where having like a coach yeah, is just like absolutely. all over that stuff helps. But like in the two in-person competitions that I've done this year, like... I didn't really warm up a whole hell of a lot before I took to the floor. It's just, just like, all right, move around a little bit, go. Yeah. And like, that's always been my kind of style. I've never been patient enough to warm up properly, which is probably why things yeah. have hurt in the past. Whereas our and third competitor, Erin, oh, is super meticulous, meticulous about warm-ups. warming up. But she also has a coach that wrote warm-ups for her yeah, for those workouts. Which we don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, if I could change anything, because... Obviously, there's an injury here, and I can't, like, do anything about that. Yeah. Um, But if I could change one thing, then I did two workouts in the same day. And in the first workout, I did 93 thrusters. And then about 40 minutes later, I did a workout that was not in my wheelhouse at all that involved, like, you know, devil press, rowing, double dumbbell box step overs which is like the worst for me because I have chicken legs and then like box jumps and just more rowing and knowing that that was likely to be like the weak point out of all of the workouts for me if I had been more patient because I did it all in one weekend yes if I could change one thing about how you did it that's what I would change. And then, like, because, like, <laughs> you felt so much pressure to do all five within the first two and a half days after it was well, announced. Well, because, like, in my in my head, right, like, because I just, I don't like 
sitting around waiting for stuff. That's like part of the open that I hate. Like you have to spend all week sitting around waiting for this workout to show up and then have anxiety over like how you're going to do and all the rest of it. That's why like if I'm going to compete like in person, you're there for a day, maybe two at the most, but I've never done a two day competition. Most of the time you're there for a day and it's all done. And then you can walk away and go to sleep and you don't have to think about it. Whereas 10 days of this stuff and going, could I be a little bit better? And then to repeat like several workouts and, you know, put in the best effort you've got, which, you know, if it doesn't get better, you're like, well, shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in that whole time, I didn't do any regular class programming, didn't do anything else, just 10 days of thinking about these five (laughs) workouts. And like, clearly I am insanely impatient yeah i mean it, it was definitely i mean that was that was an interesting experience right because so um i can't remember if we talked about it on this podcast just fill people in what this was it was a three-person team situation for wadapalooza so um all the workouts were super fun and strategic in terms of you know deciding which of us would do each one each part of the workout and in theory we didn't have to be together to do the workouts like people in wadapalooza are like sometimes don't even live in the same city with their teammates. But um, it was kind of a weird balance, right? Because we were all going through our own stuff and schedules were so different, right? Mm -hmm. Like Aaron's got kids. I was like going through a crazy stressful time at work with lots of travel and lots of meetings and events. And her and I tend to maybe be a little more patient than Hannah. (laughs) So like our schedules, we were like, we will, we will work these workouts in where we can in our schedule. Hannah wanted to do them all. So it was a really interesting mix too of like feeling like, I know I personally was like, felt bad because like I wanted to do the workouts with y'all. But my schedule was like not lining up most of the time. And I was like, oh no, my teammates like, you know, they're probably like upset that I'm like not going to be able to do all these. And, and it's not as fun doing them alone, to be fair. It's like, it would have been really great to do that but it is interesting because we all seem to like bring different kinds of like pressure to ourselves I guess by being part of this like three-person team but it is true Aaron and I did not have any desire to get everything done by Sunday of that first weekend (laughs) because I also I mean we joke about this all the time I like rest days I take them more than you do (laughs) and and the biggest thing I remember learning with that was the day that we did the thruster workout and then I followed it up and Aaron did as well with the handstand push-up burpee one. And even though the thrusters made me think, oh, I definitely don't want to do the one that you did, which all the box jumps and the rowing and the step-ups. But it turns out that actually the thruster workout impacted my handstand push-ups more than I thought. So I regret the two workouts that I did do on the same day, totally regret which two I chose. Like, it was the wrong choice. So I would have loved to have had time to redo those in a different way from the beginning. Um, Because I also, I think, didn't do any of the regular class programming that week. But um, I think I hit, like... didn't maximize the 10 days. I think I hit a one rep max bench press, like, four days in a row. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. You kept doing the bench press one. And I was was a one and done. That's another one where I had to do the overhead squat that time and... I kind of wish I had had time to do that one over again because I, I don't think I was done at the six minutes of that one. But but again, it's like I guess that's the other side is when your schedule doesn't allow it, I knew I had to be a one and done for most of those just because I was going out of town. But 
But of course, that's actually not true. I ended up having to do another one anyway <laughs> in Washington, yeah, last D.C. minute chaos. <laughs> so like the day of, oh. well, the day before results had to be entered, we wake up to an email saying, clarifying something which was very unclear in right. the original write-up for the workout, which meant we had to repeat. Yeah. But Rachel was three hours ahead of us, had an open <laughs> gym window of about an hour that was about yeah. to start. So we so get on the phone to Erin, and we woke her up, got her out of bed. Poor, poor girl. She was like, what? 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 Mm-hmm. Sunday morning? Um, and I got lucky with that one because I did not you, have to yeah, repeat. Yeah, your part wasn't the... I went first and I remained that first athlete and then Rachel and Aaron had to switch just because I mean I think ultimately that made sense anyway but like this was the kind of the the second person builds off the first person and the third person builds off the second person so like yeah, it had to be done in Aaron wasn't about to roll order. out of bed and thrust her so Rachel nope. had to become second person and then I was I went out and I actually had enjoyable exercise that day. I right. went to run yeah, a five k, and then immediately go to the gym to set up and film for Aaron to become the third person. And then we like at that point, I think we were sort of fifth on the leaderboard. And then comes the watching as people wait till the last oh, minute. Oh yeah, it's always. But then the like worst you know, we check your spot. It's kind of early. it's kind of cute that you know. And I'm proud of us all for having that attitude of like, if we, if, you know, if it's close, they take 10 teams, which is a bummer, you know, you get to masters and then like other divisions are taking 20 teams here, they take 10. So, you know, your chances when you're up against some of the best in the world. Yeah, and this is definitely Wadapalooza, the elite masters. We were all like, yeah, you know, if we have to repeat, we'll we'll, we'll do it again. We'll go back (laughs) in. Like, which one could I possibly do better in? And like trying to analyze and stuff. And then I think by the morning, the following morning, we were kind of an eighth, and then throughout that day, we just started to drop right. down the leaderboard, and I think we ended up like 24th or something out of almost 50 teams. Which is still which pretty is cool. Still... We were still right around, like, top 50% when the people that qualified are, like, games athletes. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at the um, what their sort of times or weights or whatever oh, yeah. were, it's so far removed that you're like, yeah, I, that, you know, if it was like a second here or there or yeah. a rep or something, like, what, then you'd what go were back the in. top, like, weights and stuff in the lifting one? Um, I saw one where there was like a 200 and something pound, 185 sort of pound and another like 170 or 80 or something like that. Yeah. So like. So it's really massive clean. Yeah. We and, would all yeah. have to epically PR to, to beat that. And unfortunately when, when you went in like the, the, because of the three athletes, it was always the same order. So I don't know. Cause I really wanted to see like how my bench measured up against right. the rest of the but field. But it's just a total but you weight. can't yeah. see... You yeah. saw, like, three individual weights, but it wasn't necessarily, like, the first person was the bench. You couldn't The rank. second yeah. person was the overhead yeah. squat. So you, there was no real way to see how you measured up. But, I mean, I'm proud of our efforts, especially given that, you know, we're not full-time athletes. We're not, right. like... Yeah, clearly. Our schedules were There nuts. isn't so a coach watching to... out for three of us saying, okay, this is going to be your order because this is how I think you're going right. to work the best. And, yeah. and this is exactly how I want you to recover. Because I feel like if I had a coach and someone guiding me, I would be much more capable of being like, all right, we're doing one workout today. Yeah. Three I'm always them. curious about that. Like, we, we reminisce and we, or we think, you know what it would be like if we had a coach like if you had a coach you think you would listen to them if i respected them <laughs> yes if it was a coach who i didn't really respect then i'd probably be like yeah shut up man 
Um, but basically, what she just said there is that she doesn't respect me or Aaron or any other no, people it's like, that she coaches. With. You're not. You're not like my. I'm not, I'm not your coach. personal coach. It's true. Like if you have um, a coach who is completely invested mm-hmm. in you, right, and your like goals, and then you know, and it's kind of like it's their job yeah. to get you to a certain place, yeah. then. Obviously, you'd hope that you selected a coach where you're like, I'm going to put my complete trust complete in, faith you. in you. Yes. You know my body. You know my mindset. You know my ability to recover. You know what I eat. You know my distractions. Yeah. You know my schedule and commitments outside of what I do in here. I trust you to make yeah. the decision on my behalf. And that absolutely is like what the relationship that you see with like elite athletes and the way their coaches talk about them at that elite level like they really do know that much about their athletes and that's crazy none I don't think anyone you know casually knows that much about I mean probably the closest would be like you and I because we're also so close in the gym out of the gym we know each other's life and stuff but we're not we don't actively coach for one another in a way that's like that but but even um, then you know like it's with that, with that kind of coach athlete relationship, you know, I don't know everything because you know I'm not your coach. Like yeah. I'm not sitting down going, all right, let's talk about your stress levels. Like what's yeah. going on today? What is on your agenda for this entire week? How are you feeling? Like where are your hormones at and all the rest of it? Like I know you well, and I could be able to pick up whether or not you're in a happy place or not. But I yeah. don't know like the intricate details and like for someone like me I would really have to trust my coach because I'd be really good if they were like how are you doing I'd be like yeah I'm fine right when so that's, maybe the world well, around me was why, falling down that's why the question I want to like put back at you is do you ever talk yourself through that same conversation right because you are a coach for other people like primarily nutrition but you also basically life coach yeah. people right and these are also a lot of your clients are people you are around at the gym too so you know, you're not a, I am your coach for all aspects, but you kind of, there are some people, you know, all those aspects of what they're doing, but do you ever like treat yourself like a client? Cause you um, know, your stress levels, you know, your, but I feel like if you'd tell a client to take a rest day, but you wouldn't do it yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be better at that. I like, like I know like your own coach. the people that I work with, um, at the gym, especially people who have been like long-term clients and I do a lot of like life coachy stuff. Like I can tell from how they walk into the gym. Yeah. Like where they're at and what's going on and like how they move and, and you know, it's like sometimes I can see like somebody's not giving themselves permission to lighten the load or scale something. And like, with this shoulder issue like it is con I constantly have to keep telling myself like this is not forever like let's just go easy on yourself and like not not just run headfirst into a brick wall because I'm good at that but I'm also <laughs> learning that you know like it doesn't you know I used to just do things regardless of how, whether they felt good or not and like it doesn't feel good to be injured and I know that sounds like such a dumb obvious thing to say <laughs> but for someone who's wired like me it's like obviously I know it doesn't feel good to do things injured but it's kind of like I don't know how, like beating yourself up in a way just like 
Yeah. You got to keep hammering stuff because it's your fault that you're injured, and but you can't quit because if you stop, then you're a quitter and blah blah blah. blah. Ah! And I mean, all this craziness happens, and we are our own worst enemies, right? I mean, we are rougher on ourselves than anything. Um, but what I've been trying to do, like with this shoulder situation, is like, okay, what can I do where I still feel like I'm in touch with the things that I was like playing with and working on, and that doesn't cause any pain. And if it doesn't cause mm-hmm. any pain, great. And then I'm still doing something. It's not like, you know, like um, someone said to me the other day, oh, why are you at the gym? I'm like, well, my limbs didn't fall off. You know, I'm not, I don't have a horrible contagious disease. You know, yeah. I'm still functioning. And and if I don't get my like energy outlet, then I would mm-hmm. just psychologically just go to a weird place. So now I'm like, okay. If it doesn't feel good or if something hurts, okay, we've got to stop. Let's get curious and play around with like, what what can we do? Like pulling motions right now feel pretty good. Like not necessarily big violent kip kind yeah. of things, yeah. but just like strict pulling motions or like ring muscle up turnovers without like pressing out feels fine. So I'm like, okay, well, let's work on these things. Let's try and like figure out strengthening the bits of shoulder that are not weak and like figuring out how to engage my shoulder blade I knew that was <laughs> a thing blade. are um, you sure that person wasn't asking you why you were at the gym because like you were just there every day for like 17 days straight or something I've had some days off <laughs> I'm just asking I may have been I'm not running. sure who you're referencing <laughs> but I'm saying there's my other husband. reasons to ask why are you my at the dear gym? husband was it is. like I why mean, are you here that's definitely tough right because it is when you're injured um, I mean, right, this is, I, I had gymnastics girl summer because of that, this weird foot injury. Um, and it is, it's like, I think it's important, you're right, to not quit everything. Because um, that's not a part of who we are, right? To just like, stop doing things. And, um, and well, yes, it is Hallmark Christmas movie season. Right, you can't I know just, that, I like, mean, there's even feeling, limits to that. <laughs> I need to make sure, like, for me, getting injured is just like, causes so much frustration and when i'm frustrated literally the only outlet i have is to cry Mm. which is super weird but like i remember on boats like if somebody frustrated me for whatever reason or was just you know especially being the only girl on a lot of occasions i would shut myself like usually in the heads and like cry it out and then it was like okay Pressure that's, relieved. That's the toilet. That's what she's talking about. For those of you who are like, what? what's the head? She'd lock I've, herself in the head. I've cried in many a toilet. <laughs> if you hear gentle sobbing coming from the toilet, it's just... Gentle sh- sobbing. <laughs> just With me. a bit of a British accent. <laughs> Wailing. Uh, it's just me getting the frustration out. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, Friday was a great example. It was one of my days off from work. And I was kind of like tired and didn't really have any energy. And it was just like, ugh. Just... Uh, you know, you get those like sticky, icky ugh, days where everything in life is just annoying mm-hmm. and like probably hormone related. So there's nothing you can do about it. And like it was sort of mid morning and I was like, OK, I've got two and a half hours before I have a client call. I can A, sit on the couch, get some snacks, watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> and that's going to feel really good in the moment. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm going to be even more irritable and annoyed because I just it's beautiful sunny day outside and I sat on the freaking couch and did nothing B I can bundle up the dogs and go and hike or run this trail that I had found that I was 
curious about trying to run. It's probably better to hike it than run because it's kind of rugged. They're like, <laughs> this trail that I've never been to before. And then I've got out in the sun. I've got some exercise, which is going to make me feel great afterwards. And I made the dog super tired so I don't have to deal with them later on in the day because we were going out for dinner. So I just wanted them to be tired. Yeah. So I contemplated. Like superior choice. And I was like, okay. So I did it and it was epic and awesome and just super like revitalizing and I didn't run any of it because it just wasn't I, I my five month old puppy is still on leash and trying to run a rugged trail mm. and hurdle a dog it's just too much um but afterwards I did feel great and I was like okay in the same way like going to the gym like today I'm not doing anything fancy or whatever but I did something and that makes me feel good and you know that having like a something that hold, is holding me back from doing the stuff I want to do that becomes more acceptable when at least I've done something and then I can feel good about it yeah yeah I mean it's true I feel like the um so I mean you know I guess my my stress of the past month hasn't really isn't injury related like yours it was just basically horrible professional uh requirements and uh time management and stuff like that so I find like what you were doing today actually in the gym right like strict pulling work you're like it doesn't cause me pain and it was like connected to some of the work you're doing like that's kind of what I feel like my method was as well with just most days I was stuck at work too long or had two quick turnovers uh quick turnaround times to like get to events where I couldn't really make class times for a lot of October so I doesn't didn't really feel like I was doing the programming or like part of any of the strength cycles so I was like what can I do when I go to the gym and it usually ended up being something similar where it was just like strict work mm-hmm. like right like even when I did get to class if I'm like super stressed and kind of exhausted all the time I like metcons and crossfit style stuff just doesn't be like my central nervous system's not ready to olympic lift my like energy levels are not ready to do like power output so sometimes it was like cool I'm just gonna go do like sets of like five strict pull-ups and some like ring dips like like stuff that literally I mean it's cool stuff like gymnastics work strict gymnastics work is tough but it's not doesn't feel like the way we like work out in CrossFit yeah but I'd be like if I have 30 minutes and I just do these sets and I go home and I'm not sore and I'm not like it's like we get into this sort of crossfit mindset of feeling like oh we got to feel like destroyed Uh to like feel like we've done work um but the bottom line is like I can look back now on the whole past month of October and recognize like I did not train as much as I normally would I didn't do as much um like longer no like cardio pieces like very little programming in like any kind of official sense and yet by the end of the month nothing really changed Mm-hmm. I didn't gain 20 pounds. I didn't like, I didn't lose all my strength or like my abilities to do things. Um, I like maintain the status quo. And sometimes like that's all you have the capability to do, right? You're not going to improve. Maybe you're not going to like hit any PRs. But if your stress levels or the limitations don't allow you to train with that kind of intensity, you can do whatever you can do just to sort of maintain. That's kind of where I have a sort of a love-hate relationship with CrossFit. <laughs> I love the fact that you're always kind of, you know, you've got all these benchmarks, you've got all your lifting numbers, 
and there's this constant kind of striving like can i be can i lift heavier can i go faster can i get more reps you know i've you know it's all these things that we repeat what's constant like i need more i need more i've got to be heavier and stronger and faster and and it kind of almost feels like you're on one of those like moving walkways at the airport oh and it God. just keeps speeding up and you speeding up and, and like, like just trying and to like, keep up with it. <laughs> you can you can keep going and then you're at the point where like you're like going as fast as you can and then life throws some shit at you and then you're like oh god crap and then you fall on your face and you're and like thrown off the edge of the treadmill exactly and, <laughs> like you're land in a heap and it's all gone wrong mm-hmm. and so I, I love the fact that there's this constant kind of drive to improve and to learn new skills and to keep being strong and get stronger but then I also hate that that it makes it very hard to just be okay with like for the next few months this is where I'm at and I'm just gonna work on being better at these things and not like constantly comparing myself to like you know where we're scrolling through our percentages of lifts and our lifts and like our times and like and when there's other stuff in life that takes up some of that like allostatic load and then all of a sudden you're just like shit I need to perform here too and we're only human and I think like so I'm planning hoping that I can convince my body to make it around a 50k trail race next year and so I've started training for that and I was thinking about it today when I was out running and just like okay what what is going to be like the trade-off here because i'd always kind of thought well you could either be like a runner or you can be strong and um like spent some time with sage bergner who's well-known lifter amazing athlete and has done a lot of endurance running and she's very much like well you can still be both and and her legs are not that huge. And they're not that huge. I don't and know if so, I'd call them chicken legs, but maybe. I mean, but like, it they're, is amazing. They're very powerful. Having, Small but powerful. Having watched her lift in person with her tiny legs, the deadlifts and the squats that she can pull off, I am like, whoa. But I, what I realized for her is like, she's obviously clearly very strong in, to- in terms mm-hmm. of Olympic lifting technique is beautiful. But it's her ability to like brace her core yeah that is what enables so much of she's this like without mastered her body yep. a big bulky human and i was like okay so like there obviously is going to be some trade-off especially as i get closer to that race because like the time you have to spend on your legs oh yeah it's just a lot um but i don't think that i have to necessarily choose like either or and this is what i'm really right. curious about and it's kind of like maybe i want to think i'm a feel like I'm tipping into like this new phase of like I don't necessarily care about hitting my PR lifts and everything yeah because it kind of hurts and it takes a lot out of your body like the older you get like when you hit that PR it's a it's a comeback from that it's not just like oh yeah I'm gonna lift heavy every single day of the week um but like being okay with being just a little under but still you know lifting decently heavy and being able to train body and mind to go for that endurance too just to say like what is this body capable of it's yeah. never run that far before what can i do and i'm like it's also like even it's not just like the mindset thing that i'm intrigued by sort of retraining because i've done obviously a lot of that I've, I've been at sea for 32 days like you learn a lot about like quieting your mind yeah. and just going but I also am somebody who like screws my face up a lot 
in the gym at the slightest little thing like I don't have much facial expression control like I contort my face and I'm like I'm <laughs> trying face like me. no I do not have zen face and I'm literally trying to actively work on that too like when I feel myself screwing up my face to just be like nope let it go like let's just keep things just more quiet in general and not be so just like everything depends on me being able to you know do all the things all of the time like what can this body do in other areas while being still barely close to what I could do and not be like, shit, that person just squat clean five pounds more than me. All right, fuck, I gotta go do that now. It's like, that doesn't matter. That's great. If they're working on that, good for them. Yeah. And I mean, it really, it, it is. It's like, it's it's been really fascinating watching you like switch to this goal. Because um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's interesting on so many levels, right? Like, I mean, I have never had any desire to do something like that running wise. Um, and so I guess in a way, it's also like weird. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do any of this training with you. <laughs> not that you've asked me to, but like, right, like we do train a lot together. And so I was like, wow, like she's doing something that like kind of, I guess, similar to my mountaineering, although I did drag you with me to some of that this year. You didn't train with me for it, though, right? It's like, um, but it's, know it's I'm such a, to yeah, with me. yeah, this is not necessarily like, run the race. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what's what's going to happen with this. Um I, I don't know. I'm entering my, I think I have old knees phase of my life. Hike the like so, half marathon. Well, so that's the thing, right? I mean, like when I hear you talk about this race and like what you think of it mentally and what, how you think you're going to prepare for it, I think of like the mountaineering that I did in Ecuador, right? Where like the last mountain that like kicked my ass, um, that was uh, close to 11 and a half hours mm-hmm. up and down that mountain that night. Um I think the I don't think the 50k is going to take you that long. If it does, not. <laughs> something's gone wrong. But but right, like I mean, it's like there are like it is really cool to pick something that is not just a number at the gym, right? Like because the 50k race, like this is where I mean, let's be honest, like your chicken legs are going to help you. This is going to for like running efficiency, like your body weight and strength to weight ratio, um, the fact that you're you're pretty lean now y'all she told me today she's got like a thigh gap again we can get to that later but like but right i mean like you're actually in like a a a state right now and you also like love carbs and you've had phases in your training before where you're eating like hundreds and hundreds of carbs more than usual like you are you are like ready to take on this challenge right like i'm excited for you in that um but i also think it's going to be interesting to see what it does to the rest of your training life. Because my injury this past summer made me focus on something, gymnastics, for me. But, like, I'm now seeing how taking the time off of my legs and my feet and focusing on something else, how that's, like, circling back around to helping with other things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that overhead squat PR from our Wadapalooza qualifiers would have been possible for me if I hadn't have spent the summer working on gymnastics. Because... I would never worry about squatting 150, squatting my body weight, right? Like that's not a, I've, I've got, my, my legs are about twice the size of yours now, I possibly. I'm never worried about that. Like squatting body weight, no big deal. But it, it didn't occur to me back when I started working on gymnastics that that would make my shoulders stable enough to overhead squat mm-hmm. that much, right? Like that wasn't about my legs. I didn't train them all summer, but like my legs are still, they're still strong. You don't really lose strength that much. Um, so I think it's also going to be interesting, like you're going to be switching your focus, but like in some weird way, like maybe running is going to heal your upper body 
Yeah. Right? And when you come back to doing more, um, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of transfer well, even of the mental just, game, the endurance that you're gaining from it. Like Even just um, like yesterday, we did a bunch of pistols. We haven't done pistols in a long time. Oh, yeah. My butt is very sore. See, I don't feel pistols. anything from it. Like my I, my legs have never felt so good doing pistols. Your butt, does, but it's like Not your at all. butt. Not to me, pistols are so much more about my butt than my legs. And I feel nothing. Tomorrow, really? I'll probably be crippled. But, huh. like, I, I don't... I feel nothing. <laughs> nothing. But, like, so, but, but, you know, I've been... I haven't done any particularly long runs so far. Like, the longest one we did was, like, five and a half miles, 2.7 of which is straight up a mountain and then back down yeah. again. Um, I've kept them on the shorter side because it's, like, fairly fresh. But, you know, you feel that, like... Hip flexor kind of tightness, and my lower mm-hmm. back always gets really sore when I first start running. And but it's been really cool to be like, okay, none of that is injured. It's just complaining, right? It's just learning a new. And I need pattern. to get out there and run when these things are feeling like mm-hmm. a little lit up, because Lord knows when you're thirty something miles in or twenty eight miles, and you've still got those go last three miles to go. All kinds of phases. Everything is gonna hurt, so I need to be okay with that yeah. and turn off the noise. And I've learned that, you know, the first mile is always just, like, so much noise. Yeah. Like, my back hurts, my hip flexors are tired. Oh, shin splints, My ankles, hands are, like... Everything. So I don't really get shin splints running on trails, because I'm mm. running, like, slower. That's true. On street, I feel just feels horrible. I hate running on street. But, like, like this morning, you know, like, the first mile, I felt all the things and was like, yeah, shut up, you're fine. And then miles two and three is just like, wow, I'm outside, the sun is up, people are bitching about the time change, and I'm here freaking celebrating the fact that the sun is up who bitches about this time change i've heard so many people complain about i can't believe we're still changing the time oh my god it's such a hassle we got an extra hour of sleep last night an extra hour of sleep and it's bright my my ring gave me a score of 93 i haven't gotten a 93 sleep score in months (laughs) but you know i i I loved it but it it's gonna be it's kind of interesting in terms of like it's it's easy to catastrophize like yeah. you said, you know, you yeah. you suddenly can't do something and you're like, oh, shoot, that's it. I'm done. Everything's yeah. gone. And it's like, no, actually, you may find that by working on other things and not like it's not like in the summer you just sat on your ass and didn't ever use your legs. No, I mean, like they weren't the priority, but they were still being used. Yeah. And like my upper body stuff, I'm still doing the things. I don't know how long it'll be before I handstand push up or put a barbell over my head, but I could still do other things. Yeah. So it's not like my yeah. arms are gonna go away. But for some reason I just feel like and I don't know if anybody who listens to this goes through these phases, like my body will just suddenly go, We're gonna do this and it will change entirely. Like when I came back from England in the summer, I was like, I'm gonna count macros for a month just to kind of Make sure I'm eating good stuff. Because, you know, in England, yeah. I'd been drinking every night and just eating whatever. And I was like, when I came back, we had a month to, like, the rainbow throw down. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to count macros till yeah. the rainbow throw down. Make sure that I feel good, that I'm, you know, getting the fiber and all the rest of it. I never ate particularly low calories at all. And I haven't even considered a macro since it's like, I ended up counting them for, like, five weeks. Yeah. And then, like... The week after the rainbow throwdown, which was in August, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm done with that. And for some reason, I have lost seven pounds. Yeah, you're, you're smaller. Since uh, since getting back, like mid-July. And I haven't been this weight since the lowest I got, like when I first counted macros, like in 2017. Yeah. And was like weighing 
noodles, the zucchini noodles to take one out and be like, but it's not through like, I'm not macro counting. I'm not like, I'm the, when I finished macro counting in the summer when I, I was eating like 250 grams of carbs a day Yeah. and I'm higher than that now. And I'm just like, I'm a, I, I feel like I'm a skinny mini. I'm not skinny, but like, I mean, you are, you are definitely lean. Like you look smaller and leaner like i have every um, vein in my arm is like yeah your vein aggressively popping, out, yeah, popping yeah. well and that's i mean that's what it's also going to be interesting right i mean when you start to run more i mean five five miles sure like you know you'll probably feel a little hungrier whenever i do stuff like that i'm like i'm gonna be ravenously hungry but when you get up to like 20 30 40 like it's just so much food and fuel to like take and it's, in. You know, it's like you're gonna I've, have to experiment with eating all those weird goos and the things that they eat on the trail, like as they run. Because it's interesting without like, pooping your pants, because that happens. I don't like texturally that awkward. Like when I ran the New York Marathon, everyone's like those goo gels. I mistakenly yeah, they, had one they up, upset my tummy. I think I had one at mile <laughs> seventeen, and I'd never trained with them because just the thought of that texture was too much. Yeah. and I like put some in my mouth and was just like I looked like some you know when like a cat or a dog is like trying to cough something up oh, and yeah. they're all like <laughs> <laughs> I literally was running along like that trying I was to like, cough back I kind of like goo. half swallowed it and half tried to spit it out and it was like a hot mess like just rejection so I don't know if I'm going to be able to deal with, with the goo things but we'll we'll see but I, yeah I'm, in, I'm really intrigued to see like what happens mm-hmm. with my body um like Dave said to me like yesterday, like oh, because I we went out for dinner on Friday night and I put real people clothes on. Oh Ooh, wow! It's been a second, and I wore the um, I nearly said PVC, not PVC, the fancy pleather pants that I wore for the TEDx talk. I think actually they probably are made of PVC. Oh, maybe it's something similar. Um, <laughs> my fancy plastic pants that I wore for my TEDx talk, mm-hmm. and I really haven't. I don't think I've worn them since the talk, um, and. They fit kind of like perfectly when I, I did that talk. And they are now like huge. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like they, they just about stay up kind of huge. And I was just like, oh, shoot. Because I've always had, like, I've seen like the veins in my arm been like, that's that's a lot of veins. Okay. But like when you're you're the person and you see yourself every day, like you don't yeah, necessarily you don't really notice. like notice change. So I put on the pants and I was like, damn. Okay. And Dave was like, yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he was kind of like, yeah, you'd look really skinny. And I was like, well, what do you, did, did you not think to say something? <laughs> and then he was like, he said something really interesting. He was like, well, with your history, I don't feel it okay to comment on your body. Oh, interesting. Which I thought on the one hand, that's really fascinating. And then on that the is. other hand, it's like, yeah. if somebody has that history and suddenly you're going, yikes, you look skinny would you not be like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. In case I was yeah, I was like, like Darcel spoke to me today, like, a friend okay? of us. Yeah, who was like, yeah, you look just like really, like she put up bless her heart. She's like, she said you look extra buff, and I'm like, I just look veiny and like I don't yeah. have any body fat in my upper body. So. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. I will say today, right? Because like, I mean, that is fascinating that Dave would say that because like I do feel like um, we've talked a lot about you know, complimenting people without making it about their body and, like, how do we, like, foster, like, body positivity or at least body neutrality, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how to, like, not judge ourselves and judge others by what our body looks like. Um, 
but it is really interesting, right? Because when things happen for maybe reasons that are not like intentional, like you notice someone really losing weight when you know they're not trying to, or you're like, you know, it is something to bring up, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I realize like this is also back to, you know, crazy schedules and stress because what happens in times of great stress, you're not always great at caring for yourself, but you're Mm -hmm. also not great at caring for other people. And today at the gym, when you made the comment about the thigh gap, literally was like the first time I feel like I've looked at you and been like, oh, yeah, like you look different. Mm-hmm. And part of that is like you and I have barely spent time together. In the past I month. know. Like, like we my both, schedule. We need to reintroduce each We other. do. It's like, like my schedule has been crazy. Like literally, I this will been... make you laugh. Like this this past week, um, like hormone driven, I've just been like in a funky place. Mm-hmm. Like felt terrible in the gym all week. Felt like upset and sad. And like the other day, like two days ago, I think um, I was just thinking about like friends and just hanging out spending time and I almost burst into tears because like we yeah. haven't hung out for like a yeah. month because of yeah. your work it's nuts. and I was like oh god what I'm a hot mess <laughs> <laughs> but it's true right? I mean I I get the way all the time hormones make me do crazy things one of them is absolutely that like literally you have no friends nobody loves you and then I start going through yep. each person in my life and I'm like yep <laughs> they did that that means they don't love me like yep yep haven't seen them in a while they probably hate me like it's weird what our hormones do to that but it is also like times of stress right mm-hmm. like you and I have both been going through a lot of stuff on our own and we haven't really been hanging out and like processing any of it ch- together but but it is interesting because today you pointed out your thighs and I'm like holy shit you are like you're smaller mm-hmm. and I feel like given your history not that right like, given your history the people who are close to you are the people who could bring that up yeah Right. Like if they were actually concerned or something. And and like you said, like, you're OK. We're not we're not we're, like you're 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 eating and you're you're taking care of yourself. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing to like notice, too, that like. But it's like, yeah, I like I'm super curious because, you know, I think like when we did the, the bodybuilding experiment and like, oh, yeah, I we dropped it down to like fifteen hundred calories a day and was putting in all this extra work and, you know, my body responded. But like, yeah. What's happened this summer, like when I came back from England and I put myself in a slight deficit, I was eating like something in the region of the lowest was 1850. Yeah. So still like a healthy enough. And I did that for about two weeks. And then I went up to about like 1950 for two weeks. And then I went to like about 2100. And I'm eating fairly similarly to that. So you you think you're still eating over 2000? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in volume, like if you looked at the volume of food I eat now, and this is a classic yeah. example of do as I say, not what I do. Like the past few weeks have just been sort of like a little discombobulated. Yeah. But I've eaten a lot of like higher calorie, low volume food because like, you know, just just for various reasons. And I, I definitely don't feel like fantastic. Like I was saying yeah. yesterday, you know, just the way the day played out by about 2 p.m., pretty much all of my food sources had been like, you know, protein supplement bars type thing, like, bars yeah. or those donuts or like, you know, and I was like, yeah. damn, I don't, I, I haven't seen a single even hint of a fruit or vegetable t- yeah. today. So like I was, I, I consciously said to myself, like, I have to get my shit together in terms of making sure I'm doing the same stuff that I'm telling other people and not yeah. just like, yeah, I'm eating plenty of calories, but it's not yeah. necessarily great food. 
all of the time. It's kind of like grab and go. Yeah. Easy food. Well, and especially if you're about to become an endurance athlete, like yeah. eating is just really different. Yeah. Right. I mean, we can, like I was saying when I'm, you know, when you're stressed, sometimes going in and doing like strict strength work is perfectly fine. Um, you can also get away with functional bodybuilding and some strict stuff when you're not eating great or sleeping great, right? Because it's just when your central nervous system's jacked and you can't do certain things, you can usually do that. And I feel like with food, it's the same, right? If you're under eating or something, there's still plenty of things you can do. Endurance running is like, running especially, I think is where people run into issues where like, you can kind of keep going yeah. without fueling, Right, like slow cardio, like walking, oh, go and go running. And go. You can keep going and going, and you don't always think about how much fuel you actually should have. And that's where, like, something um, that yeah. I, you know, I don't. I think like some of my weight loss can be attributed to like we got a puppy, right? Right. And so got, for yeah. like a solid month, yeah. I was almost constantly moving. I never slept for more than like about an hour, and then I'd have yeah. to get up and move around. So just like yeah. the general, just daily energy burn from moving around went up and then you know being tired messes with like your appetite and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um but i'm gonna have to like i don't want to get any lighter than i am right now because it's not particularly like it's not healthy i'm not like violently skinny but like i don't think getting if i lose much more weight it's not healthy um you watch any marathon in the world and some of the people you see crossing the finish line they look so unhealthy yeah so and like, <laughs> I want to be able to do this, like I said, as well as maintain like, you know, my most of my ability in CrossFit. Like yeah. I, I totally get that I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be hitting my one rep maxes. And, you know, I already feel it like I weigh 132 pounds. So like using, you know, I even feel the difference with like cycling 95 pound bar right just like a mass moves mass kind of and at the height of like, like you're gonna be i'd say at the height of my kind of powerful brute force strength you know i don't necessarily say i was fitter but like when we were at our previous gym following the you know ocean state programming that we were doing for a while where i felt like solidly strong yeah like i weighed 10 pounds more than i do now so that's gonna have yeah for sure it's gonna have an impact um, but you know, I've got to be obviously very, like, I'm not, I don't weigh myself on a daily basis, but I do probably need to start paying attention as I add in more miles and like, just, yeah. you know, even though it's not a fast pace, like I'm trying to find that pace where I can just dial in and go for hours without having to stop too much. Um, I'm going to have to be very mindful of how much. I take in in terms of calories and how I'm going to do that because, you know, I don't eat big meals. I'm a kind of a grazer kind of eater. Yeah. So I'm going to have to definitely make sure that, and I don't really like sweets. You can do like liquid calories. That's what I learned with mountaineering is sometimes I just need like soda or juice because that's like the easiest thing to go down. Um, But yeah, PSA, um, if, if you've been noticing i'm at the gym yeah. people who know me well anyone who knows hannah that we're, we're it's okay to ask to me if it's okay i'm fine everything's good um the body is just becoming an endurance athlete for a while um but I as think- we're chatting i'm actually trying to scroll through and find this meme that i want to show hannah that's about like 
how crazy unhealthy runners look compared to crossfitters. <laughs> and yes, I am not trying to be super duper skinny. And, um, but you know, I like, I want to say that everybody is obviously different. And when you know somebody who has a history with eating issues, mm-hmm. like it, it can be really hard to know, like, when is a good time to check in and be like, are you okay? Like, is there a yeah. reason why this changing? And like, you know, I've always tried to say since we started these conversations, I'm an open book and I'm like, I'm really happy that someone like Darcel this morning was like, right. Hey, I just noticed this in a like really nice way. And I'm just like, cool. You know, people are paying attention and, you know, I want to let people know that, yeah, I am going to probably change a little bit more. I'm hoping to not just like destroy myself like I'm not looking to do this to become unhealthy and I'm not right. looking to do this so that I can get like leaner than lean just like our weird experiment with bodybuilding the weight loss part of the experiment was not like ever meant to stay too. Yeah. like and you if, might you might get smaller if you start running dozens of miles a week yeah you're gonna you're it's gonna you're gonna have to eat a lot to maintain your mass and, and certainly like the hard, other consideration but... is that like once once you're in your 40s, it like it really doesn't pay to be super duper lean, especially it, it make you look older. Like the older you get, you know, it's like um, I have family, a couple of family members who are like sort of opposites. One is like skinny. Yeah. And one is not so skinny. And they're two years apart in age, but it looks like a decade apart. Yeah. Like one looks frail. The other one looks good for their age. And... So this is definitely not an, I'm not doing this in any way, just so everyone knows, to be able to get leaner. It's just out of curiosity to see like, what kind of athlete can I be? Like how diverse of an athlete can I be? Like what can I train my mindset to do and my body to do and what that looks like in terms of of fueling? And it's going to be gonna have to start eating like a freaking horse more pumpkin pies in my future absolutely (laughs) pumpkin pies and all the carbs like and actually well no you probably won't do this because you don't really like fats doesn't like but endurance athletes like this is actually one of those weird things where like you could keto keto if you wanted to because it's like super slow burn um that could work but yeah nobody wants really that yeah because i want to be like a still crossfit based endurance athlete then i would not venture into the keto stuff because i just i would just feel gross all the time yeah yeah i don't know how people do that where like they're literally they're just spoon meeting spoonfuls of like coconut oil throughout the workout that literally turns my stomach just thinking (laughs) thinking about how to do that like eat that much fat and just yeah I ate um, one of those, like, uh, meat stick things the other day that was, like, way high Oh, when you call it a meat stick, it really... uh... (laughs) But it was, like, it was not a brand that I usually eat, and, um, but I was, like, okay, I'm just, I really, for some reason, just wanted to eat some meat, and it was there, and I was, like, all right, I'm gonna get that, and it was, like, kind of greasy, and when I finished it, I just felt, like, full and a disgusting way just like i consumed more fat in one meat stick than i probably usually do in 
more than half a day. And I was like, I thought I could never do this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're not going to be a keto runner. I'm not going to be a keto runner. I'm going to be a carb runner. Carb runner. the carb queen. There you go. See if I can eat like 350 grams of carbs in a day. If you're running like 10 miles a day, 15 miles a day, as you get Sounds absolutely. reasonable. Sounds reasonable. I just saw something recently that Matt Fraser, when he was like training the top of his game, winning all the CrossFit championships, 10,000 calories a day mm-hmm. is what he would consume? Yeah. That's nuts. That's why he would drink just like shitloads of Gatorade well, with all the sugar yeah. in And you look at like his size, like thinking of like body size based on um, athleticism. Because the only other person I remember hearing that about was like The Rock. Mm-hmm. And The Rock has to eat like 10, at least 10,000 calories a day just to maintain his size. But like The Rock is like three times the size of Matt Fraser. So, like, the amount of, like, output that Matt would have been doing to consume that many calories, like, it's crazy. But relative to the way you eat and train now, like, training, doing 50, it's 50 miles or 50 50K? K. 50K. Right. So, that's, like, around 31 miles. 31 miles. Yeah. Um, I mean, right? Like, just think about the refueling of that is bonkers. Be fine. <laughs> Once I like figure out, she says that with a look in her eye, y'all. She's like, "It'd be fun." Like she's gonna like still try to convince me to do this. It's like so not gonna happen. I mean, what would be fun? Because obviously, I think like fifty k. If you got a foot injury, is like kind of dumb. Yeah, it'd probably Um, be bad on my toe. But but uh, um, what would be fun is like once I figure out like the race fuel. That like to do a day where you eat what I eat for my race fuel and see how you feel. Ew. I don't want to do that. What? <laughs> All you right, we'll talk about this. <laughs> you might feel fantastic. What am I going to do that like day, though? I'm not going to run? Walls. You just be you. Just like, be do, me, but eat that much? Okay. You might do like I mean, a gazillion I strict pull-ups all in a row because you'll be like, oh, your veins okay. will be like throbbing with carbs. They would probably be throbbing with carbs, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely mental picture. <laughs> just veins popping and throbbing go do some bodybuilding and then take a mirror with you because no mirrors in the gym and you can all be like oh i have been thinking about bodybuilding lately because you got compliments uh, on your arms oh yeah i did i I, someone complimented the other day about how my arms look great and like michelle obama arms it was lovely um but i have been thinking about bodybuilding because uh the uh mr olympia that that competition just happened this week oh which is like the bodybuilding stuff like like Arnold Schwarzenegger used to win and stuff. I still find that world super weird. It is crazy. So weird. And and when you see all the people that win and read, there's like so many different categories now too. Like there's one called wellness. What? And like the wellness category is like, I forget what it is. It's like something like in the wellness category, there's not as much focus or scoring based on like glute size or like it's specific muscles like or no, it's not shoulder emphasis. It's a bizarre, it's it's also just, I don't know. We'll have to do more research. We can do another podcast on it when I've done more research. But it is bizarre. There's like some certain categories where it's like, oh, you don't have to like overdevelop certain parts of the body. But I don't know why that's considered wellness because I think any... Maybe it's easier to develop certain parts of the body without any help. Right? Maybe. Maybe that's it. Who knows? Yeah, that's the. I mean, I guess I was about to say like, it's a weird sport because it's not in any way healthy. But elite level sport is not really healthy. No, a lot of different anywhere. sports at elite level are yeah are tough. Um, 
But before before we kind of like reach the end of this, you know, we've obviously mentioned like my goal of trying to be balance mm. the endurance athlete with still staying decently crossfit just because I'd always had it in my head that it was either or. Yeah. And I want, I'm just curious, um, like, and I'm one and done with these runs, right? I was one and done with peer to peak. I ran a marathon <laughs> back in the day just to see what it was like. This is a one and done. I'm not looking to become a long distance runner for the rest of my life. For the life. rest of your life. I'm just yes. curious about what this body and mind can do. Yeah. So what are you curious about? Um, That's a great question that I was like not prepared for. Um, <laughs> I think here's something I'm I'm curious about because it's been so I've been thinking through training through stress a lot. How do I train when like I don't feel like I have enough time or like control over my schedule and things are really stressful at work? Um, and one of the things I've been working through with my nutrition coach is feeling like I always need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. Like I've been on maintenance for a long time now, just maintenance, calories, consistency. And I keep, I keep saying to her, like every couple of weeks when I check in, I'm like, should I be cutting? Should I be bulking? Should I be like doing something? Mm -hmm. And she's been like continually like just walking it back and being like, why do you feel like you have to be doing something? There's so much stress in your life right now. A cut is a bad idea. A bulk is a bad idea because you can't train enough to build the muscle that is the point of a bulk. Mm -hmm. um, and like she's been constantly reinforcing the fact that when you're working with a nutrition coach and trying to achieve body composition results, you should spend most of your time in maintenance. And I have this endless battle with yeah. so many people. And I know. it's been really interesting to see yeah. the people that have kind of like graduated through that thought process yep. who I'm working with who are now like, I get it. I get it now, yeah. And I get that, like, this constant need to bounce between things is often actually nothing to do with body composition and everything all. to do with other shit yeah. in your life. And, and you see those like, moments, yeah. like, and I have to fight people really mm -hmm. hard on it. And I have a couple of people that are almost at that tipping point now that I'm working with where it's like, you don't always have to be chasing something. Yeah. And it's okay to be like, this is, this is where I'm healthy. Yeah. So that's what I'm curious about right now, right? Like you've got this big, cool, epic goal. I've had some cool, epic goals in the last year and some of them have been achieved. Some of them not quite the way I thought, but like, I think that's where my curiosity is right now. I'm curious at how I can just maintain some like goodness for a long period of time. <laughs> so like takes... consistency in training and like we've got how many months now before like the open when we have to start being like competitive again, quote unquote, in CrossFit. And I just want to like coast in, a, in the best way possible, like coast yeah. in terms of like just lean into maintenance, lean into cool. I have some new skills. Let's just try to maintain them. And I think that goes back to what I was saying about my love-hate relationship with CrossFit, where it's just like this endless pursuit of more, more, more. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, it's okay to just be like, this is pretty same, good same, right same. now. <laughs> and I just want to keep practicing these things without like, I have to do like, I did 20 yesterday, so now I've got to do 30 reps of this today. And next week I've got to PR three different lifts. And then, then I've got to do this. And it's like, oh man, that's, it, it's okay to just chill out. Yeah for for a while and just be happy with what what you can do 
and explore that for a while and seeing like you're saying with the food like you don't have to be like oh my god i weighed this so now i've got to change this and yeah. I, I don't now i need to do something else i need to eat more i need to eat less it's just like and why would i think i could have done that while traveling for like three conferences within four weeks and like right like it's also just like giving yourself a break which mm-hmm. when it comes to stress and injury and all this stuff like we're so bad at just giving ourselves a break and giving ourselves a little grace and i think this is like with the running thing right now, it's kind of, it is giving me a break in some ways. Like the distances are not long right now, but I have found that like just cruising along at a very doable pace, like my heart rate is not out of control. Mm -hmm. I can just keep going and I'm on trails and out like in nature and in the sunshine. Beautiful. And I have found that I have been smiling. Like what? a lot, just like running along smiling in a way that like I haven't done for a while because I'm not very good at like admitting to stress or being like overloaded. Yeah. But so I'm like, wow, there's actually, you know, electing to do that over maybe like beating myself up in the gym or whatever. Maybe that's a good thing. All right. Maybe we're headed towards some happiness. Happiness, like contentment <laughs> sitting on my porch for my destination postcard. And once upon a time, I used to say That's the day right. I'm content is the day that I die. And I was like, wow. Woof. Yeah, that was a crock of shit. <laughs> well, um, apologies for being late. And we are going to try and be somewhat more orderly. But, you know, as you've probably gathered from this conversation, there's been a lot happening yeah. outside of the gym, up the gym, the podcast. <laughs> And the gym. <laughs> Just lots. Um, Just lots. So bear with us, hang with us, and help us get to that 10,000 downloads because that would be a really cool thing to, to That will to be achieve. exciting to achieve. And we will talk at you next time. Happy listening. <laughs>